Welcome to Metamorphosis with Dr. Tassel Faith. In the next hour, you will embark on a journey to awaken your inner identity, remember the truth of who you are, and come home to yourself. Enter your transformative chrysalis, experience the fundamental change you need, and emerge a leader for your own life and for the planet. Align with your spirit and become the being you were always meant to be. Leap fearlessly into the powerful change awaiting you. Transform your world naturally and supernaturally. Lead with your magic, trust the unseen, experience quantum leaps. Metamorphosis begins now. Hello, I'm Dr. Tassel Faith, the priestess of Metamorphosis, and you are listening to the Metamorphosis Show on the Transformation Talk Network. Please stay with us over the next hour and let us help you experience your own personal metamorphosis. I am beyond delighted to welcome just an amazing being on the planet, uh, Katrina Starr. And I just want to read a little bit about her background. Katrina Starr is an alchemist supporting extraordinary relationships for men and women. Her work includes transformational coaching, DNA, somatic repair, quantum physics, and quantum entanglement. She's an international best-selling author, podcaster of Love the Destroyer and the Elemental Lifestyle. And I'm just so delighted to, to share space with, with you, Katrina. Welcome to the show. I am so honored and humbled to be here with you. I appreciate this opportunity to just share space and and let the magic unfold. <laughs> yes. Oh, my goodness. I'm literally getting chills, um, which is always <laughs> seems to be my sign from spirit that something big is happening. Um, I've been following your work. And to me, you have one of the most authentic, honest, vulnerable, courageous voices of um in in the coaching sphere that i've ever seen uh to me you seem to show up as your authentic self and i'm, I'm getting chills again as i'm saying this and i just first just really want to honor you um for for being that beautiful light on the planet and for all of us as a as a real inspiration for all of us to come more deeply into that authentic self. Thank you. I it's I think that was actually one of the the biggest things for me in understanding what it means to be authentic for me. What is my own authentic way of showing up? And I always like I always go inward and go am I like would I want to tune in to who I am um, and what I shared like two or three years ago, right? Would that be what I want to hear? And so I really questioned the place within myself. It's like a deep peeling of the onion, as you will, of always like going inwards and going, is this how I would want to see myself? You know, if looking backwards and do, am I showing up authentically? Am I showing what's really present in my life in that moment? Am I really honoring what is authentically moving through me in my relationships? Am I being present with it? And am I really showing that place of what it means to transform? 
So I'm, I'm always checking in with that. And that's, I think, I really believe that when we authentically show up, that prevents manipulation. Do you mean manipulation from I think energetic forces? Yeah, I think all types of manipulation. I, be, I feel like as the more we allow our authentic connection to our heart, and our expression and who we are here to be in this lifetime expressed in human form, right? The more we align with that, the less we are infiltrated with different places of um, manipulation, either us us manipulating others or us being manipulated um, by others as well. Yes. I, I love everything you just expressed. And I'm curious, has this been a journey for you to come into a fuller authenticity? Or was this easier easy for you from the start? What what's your journey around this? It was not easy. Oh my gosh. Like, you know, seven years ago I I was uh, pretty much overwhelmed in my life. Trauma had really showed up. My father had passed. I um you know, I had a two-year-old and a six-year-old. So I was a mother to two amazing children. And I just, I reached a breaking point in what my emotional intelligence was. I was, you know, not able to decipher what was mine, what was my partner's, what was my children's, what was my father's, like all this, this space, right? So it really hit a moment of like, okay, I'm going to step into this. I always thought I would be an author, right? Like that was my, oh, that's like the yummy, right? Like being able to tuck away and like write and create. But I really was being drawn to show up and shine and share and be that um, authentic uh, doing the work, right? Not just saying these things, right? but like actually doing the work. And so in the last seven years, as I walk with my clients, as I'm journeying in this place, I'm, I'm also doing the work with them, right? I'm, I'm revealing new aspects of myself and that allows everyone around me to also show up and to reveal the vulnerability and the authenticity that wants to come through them. So it has been a place where, okay, it could be easy to show a boxed solution or it could be easy to show up and say, hey, this is, you know, a very specific thing that I offer and that's it. But I'm not one to do that. I'm going to show the messy. I'm going to show the real human side of transformation. That's And to be able to embrace that takes a lot of courage. Yes. A lot of courage yes. to be able to embrace that hold space for myself and let others also allow what really wants to come through in their lives. So it's, um, it's a journey of massive self-discovery. And I love where I am today. I love the place of service that I'm offering. I love where I'm at personally and how I'm able to communicate with my kids and how they're communicating to me about their emotions and what they really want. And, it's just, it's a, I'm thriving in this place of the yummy, messy um, nectar, 
Like that's what it is. It's the yummy, messy nectar that like allows our vitality to come through. Uh, beautifully and poetically expressed, Katrina. I, I, I love everything that you're expressing. And one of the things I often say to myself is, being my true authentic self feels like the greatest luxury to me. <laughs> and it's a little bit sad in a way that I still see it as a luxury, but myself and, and I, and I know many others, I was not my authentic self for most of my life. Um, I, I think I, it's still unfolding probably for all of us. It's still unfolding. And to be more and more my authentic self, that's the best feeling. Nothing else compares. No no material possession could compare to that. Really, even no um, experience, external experience can compare to just, oh, I can just be me and not wear these masks. And it's just, uh, yeah, I still find it a luxury. You know what? I think you nailed it right there. Like, I have chills. Um, I really do like, you know, I was able to turn into a place of, um, of a nomadic lifestyle. So I've traveled around the world and a lot of that has unfolded myself into who I really am, but you know what, it's not about the destination and it's never about where we are. I think what you said right there, the abundance is be leading an authentic life. That's the abundance. A hundred percent. It, yeah, I, I almost feel like crying hearing you say that. Yeah. Um, I totally agree. And I know I, I had so many experiences traveling and living in other countries and lots of different achievements and, and all of that was pleasant and, and, and added to my life experience. But yeah, as you said, there's something about just being present, internally present, that I'm still relishing. Like right now, my favorite thing is to go for a walk and just be with myself and just be with whatever is there. And sometimes it's really painful, but I'm still so happy to be with that because it's what's there and I'm, I feel whole and at peace being with all of that. And that is the most, that's acceptance, right? That's, yes. That's accepting what is happening in the now, yes. not having to run from it, not having to have this external luxury in order to feel complete or whole. I mean, I, I basically feel like so much of my unraveling was I had to, uh, I had to really go, it's not about where I'm at, like in the world. It's not about what really is surrounding me. It's about my inner acceptance of what it is. And that is not an easy process. <laughs> we have no, been no. so conditioned that our external reality or our internal reality is not it cannot be embraced or held. Yes. And that it has to change, that something has to shift. There has to be a different person, a different house, a different car, a different 
you know, country, whatever it is, it has to be different in order for us to be able to feel like we arrived to, yes. you know, wholeness. But that's, you can, you will spend your entire life trying to find the thing yeah. to make you whole when all you, it's just the acceptance. It's that acceptance inside. And that takes a lot of courage. Yes. I, I feel that it took me so long to realize that what I really wanted was inner peace. That was the gold mine. And I'm not saying that I have it all the time, but I have more of it than I used to. And I, that's what I seek. I just seek ease within me. Um, and uh, for me, my external life, it's still unfolding. It's, still challenging in many aspects. Um, but there is a sort of bigger and bigger expanse inside of me that there's just distance from that. It, mm. it matters and it doesn't matter. You, you know what you're, what I hear from you is our capacity, right? Our capacity, it feels like your capacity to expand into peace, your capacity, right? I mean, I always think of that as our central nervous system. And <clears throat> a lot of the work in the quantum that I like to do is just to expand our capacity. Yeah. And a lot of that, our capacity is just to accept the now, Yes. And to embrace that wholeheartedly and whatever it is showing us, it's showing us another layer of ourselves, yes. right? That balance. And I'm a, I'm a Libra, so I'm all about balance and harmony and peace, right? And also a large part of my driving force is like, there's that luxurious side, like that sensuous side with the my my personality, I guess you could say. And but I, so I was always thinking that that was what would give me peace. And no, the peace was always my ability to expand, expand my heart, yeah. expand my presence. And that takes, it takes courage. Yeah. I'm, I'm a Libra too. You, of course you are. <laughs> May I ask your, your, what day is in yeah, the 24th? Of oh, September? Okay. I'm uh, oh 24th of September. Okay. I'm October 17th. Yeah. So both Libras. I love Libras. I love everybody, but Libras are really awesome. Um, well, and, yeah, it's amazing, isn't it? I'm not surprised that you're a Libra. <laughs> um and I I I I'm I'm you know, everything you say I just wholeheartedly embrace. And I I feel this you brought up truth living in the now what is the now what is the truth and i know that too was such a journey for me um partly as a response to childhood challenges to to not really uh participate in the truth to really pretend uh you, you know as a trauma response and and again it's not the easy route it's it's simple. Okay, just be in the truth. Just accept the now. It, it is a simple task, but it's very challenging. And it's just, I'm really curious about your take on this. 
with our culture of manifesting and the law of attraction and holding the vision, all of that versus also just being with what is. And I even find hope sometimes can be toxic Mm -hmm. uh, because it can just keep taking us out of the now and out of what is here for us to experience presently in this rush to want something more, something we think is better, grass is always greener type of thing. Um, so just like an interesting balance. It, of course, it's the balance, right? For us Libras, it's the scales. And I think that I have, you know, there was like seven years ago, there was this vision that I had of, um, of a deep knowing that I was here to help people and help my community to understand what wealth was really about, right? And so I started to allow the feeling, it was on a huge yacht and I allowed the feeling of what that was, right? Like what did it feel like to be surrounded by 40 other people, all different ages, including children, right? What did that feel like for me? Oh my God, there's a road runner that just walked right up to me. Um, I'm outside in Palm Springs and I've never seen a roadrunner. So what does it feel like? That is always where I'm going with my life is what does it feel like? And when we talk about manifestation or law of attraction, I've always had a challenging time wrapping what that means. What does that really mean? And does that pull me out of my life? Does that pull me into like create something that's actually not supportive to what my life is showing me right now, right? Is it a distraction? Am I being distracted and pulled out? Um, and so the place of what I have tuned in into my own work and my own knowing of my own growth is to touch those places, get imaginative, be creative, allow the inner child in me to show up and to play and to be expansive and to touch. Ooh, what would it feel like to be on that yacht? What would it feel like to swim in the water in the Mediterranean? Like what would, what is that sensation as a human expression, right? And playing with that. And then also that expands and I've seen it, it expands my ability to be able to touch the places of despair, of tragedy, of loss, of grief, of, um, of divorce, of unraveling, of trauma. It allows me to be able to go deep into those places um, without getting stuck in the mud of it. Mm -hmm. And so I, my... I would say, what this, what is this all? What is that? What did I just share? It's all about feeling. It's about being present in our body, feeling, giving ourselves permission to play, giving the space to be creative and go, wow, this situation right now is really painful and it really hurts. How can I shift my perspective a little bit to see it from a different, a different vantage point? Maybe my divorce is a catalyst for my heart to open instead of a devastating blow to everything that I thought was real. 
right? Maybe, uh, maybe my, um, uh, my financial interesting challenges that I've had in supporting myself over the last seven years as a coach, right? Like the ups and downs, the roller coasters of it and trusting myself so deeply that I can root into anything that shows up. And it's not actually about me as my worth or who I am as a person, but it's just showing me what's available and how to grow even more and to open up and open my heart. Right. And to not make it about me, but to make it about this greater unfolding. So I, I think it's about these balances that we can allow our body to feel our heart to open and our spirit to expand. Oh, that's so beautiful. Our body to feel our heart to open and our spirit to expand. Yeah. Everything you just said totally resonates. And it's our precious human had these plans for our lives, right? I also went through a very heart-wrenching divorce with kids and lots of other heart-wrenching things. And um, and I I like to honor the human and 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 the grief of that path not having unfolded in the way that she hoped. So I do spend some time when it comes up, not living there, but just if it comes up, I honor my human grief about what wasn't. And then as you said, this usually much greater experience that our soul has charted for us, um, that as you said, there's just so many gifts that the human didn't even really know about. Younger I didn't even realize, oh, your heart can open. I know what that meant, right? And who we are now as human spirit beings on the other side of heartbreak and heart-wrenching experiences and grief and, and, and joy and everything in between it is really amazing. The only thing we will take with us onto our next adventure after this lifetime is our consciousness. And that is what we've been playing with. It's, it's actually so amazing that we are, that we get this expression, right? That we get to allow our consciousness to be expressed here in human form in this lifetime, in this moment, yeah. right? And in the quantum, we always like there's lots of different scenarios and different places of different um, opportunities, you know, and when we're thinking about the vastness of experience, right, of our consciousness, but what an amazing to be embodied in this right now, this moment to be embodied and to allow the consciousness that is expressing itself through you, through me, through all the listeners here. I mean, I, it's like, I mean, I can feel it so deeply in my high heart and my gut, how powerful this is for us to just accept this consciousness that we have. Yeah. Yeah. Um, it, 
I like using the word adventure, but this whole incarnative experience, it feels like a grand adventure with with plot twists and challenges and pitfalls and treasures and and through it all, as you've so beautifully said, it's the you know, the creator experiencing itself and art and this consciousness evolving through through us. Um and that perspective just does bring a lot of peace when when it is potentially challenging for the human. It does actually. I think when we allow ourselves to expand into that knowing and to touch that place, I think it can really help with the messy, the the places of the unexpected and the uncertainty of life and the places where we do feel despair and um, destruction, right? Like it's, it's amazing. So I, ah, my God, it is incredible to be able to really understand and know that place of our consciousness expressing itself. Yes. Here. Yes. What a gift. Yes. <laughs> and even that has become my litmus test in my body for my guidance, uh, just my body guidance. Just, is the decision I'm making uh, or about to make, does it seem to bring a sense of expansiveness, of spaciousness, of some juiciness, or the opposite? Could it feel more, oh, a little more constrictive, a little more hunkering down? So I just love the theme of the universe is expanding, our consciousness is expanding, and how can we each continue to expand and often there's fear, uh, the human fear through those new expansions of stepping outside of our comfort zone and and you usually into the unknown. This un and just those leaps of faith and it takes a lot of courage. It does. And I wanna I wanna touch on something. I wanna touch on the contraction. I think this is really important that we speak about the contraction because yeah. that Mm. Yummy. Yes. Yes. I, I, the contraction, I just went through a major contraction. It was like a death portal and it was probably the po most powerful contraction I've ever felt in my experience. And it's, um, it can be, that's where, I think that's where the fear, um, it's a mirror to the expansiveness of that's our our possibility right to expand that far but then also to be in the contraction and to embrace that and i that's where the fear crept in for me major fear about wow is this contraction gonna end what is this contraction telling me how do i how do i open up to expansion again right where what is this showing me And I just, I, that's where the yumminess can be. And that's where we need community. But really, when we have those contractions, that's where we actually need community to help us to remember yes. the expansion that's possible. Yes, yes, absolutely. And 
I might even, I'm, I'm not exactly sure if this is parallel to what you're saying, but just like going into shadow and going into real depth of pain and the, the, the darker side of the human experience. Um, I, it's interesting because uh, I've had about a year of one of the most painful, I think it's been the most painful year of my life. And um, just experiencing pain that I didn't, I didn't know was even possible. That just that depth of of heartache, heartbreak, and um, and it grew me, or it's still growing me so enormously. And there have been so many gifts from it, and so much truth, and so much revelation. Um, it's been amazing and really uncomfortable at the same time. Yeah, I so the the yes, the super unc. I am right there with you, and I know so many of us have been going through the same. I've you know so many that I've reached out to, and a lot of different people who've come into my sphere ever since July. Some things really started to shift, and I thought we. I think we were being shown um, a lot of where our shadow was at play yeah. and where we, our ego as well, the proving energy, right? So I'm right there with you. This last year, like floored me. Like I, it like wrung me out, like a uni like the universe just was like, here, we're going to squeeze you. Yes. How much can we squeeze you? And are you going to be able to continue to live in your heart? Are you going to continue to make the steps and the choices to support and be of service? Are you going to, are you going to just buckle and say, okay, I can't do this. I'm not going to do this. I'm going to go ahead and, you know, um, uh, choose a different, which is fine. You can choose other options, right? It's, but I know my path and I've chosen this path to be of service to understand those contractions and the place of where the ego wants to prove and the ego is like, mm, I'm going to like show up in ways that are unexpected. So I think this last year was like a major ringing out of things so we could integrate any of the places where we gave some of our power away. Oh my goodness, sister. I so agree. I so agree. It felt like a purification process. And um, I know one aspect of it for me was really looking at how I interact in my relationships and a, a lot of just trauma responses from, from the childhood and really seeing the truth of the the interactions and just so much falling away. Um, I I had been through many other falling away tower moments. And then this was like, oh my goodness. Okay, again, it's all gotta fall. <laughs> right? And I think right? that's terrifying. Yeah. That's terrifying. Yes. That's when like sheer terror can come in. Yeah. Um, you know, I, there was, and we talk about manifestation of, you know, if we want to speak to that word, I, I, what I took steps, um, after being nomadic for 
about 18 months, I was like, okay, I want to root in again. Yeah. I'd previously been nomadic um, for four years, well, four years kind of on and off. And I just was like, okay, I'm done, right? So I moved to the Bay Area. And then like, I was like, oh, this is great. This is amazing, right? This I'm making steps, I'm doing these things. And then the most epic contraction, like, Un, like almost like the carpet being pulled out from underneath me. Like I had to be so activated in order to touch a trauma from when I was five. And it was this, um, it was an amazing knowing in my soul that it was, I thought it was complete from five years ago, but it wasn't. And it showed up again and it allowed me to transmute, um, a sexual trauma that I am so grateful that I got to transmute, but it really shook me up. And then it put me back in the trajectory of being nomadic again, because it just wasn't in alignment. But I, my heart opened so much during that contraction. Like I got to feel how much my heart um, can open to another person, how, how much my heart can open to my work, how much my heart can open up to the despair of hum- humanity. Like when we're on the brink, when we feel suicidal, how much my heart can touch those places and know that doesn't have to be the story for us, right? We can choose to take steps to continue to move forward. So I, the contraction is real. And I think a lot of times we get very confused about a contraction and what that feels like and how it feels like where it can be complete devastation and despair and um, depression and suicide. Yeah. I'm so glad we're openly talking about this um, and, and particular bringing up that it is not uncommon to at times feel that you don't want to be on the planet. Yep. And it's something that has seemed kind of taboo to talk about that. You're not supposed to admit that or feel it. Um, and what I have found is if you, and I'm sure you have the same experience. If you go into it and feel it, it will move through rather than just hovering, you know, right under the surface. So, um, and to not have shame about that, to not have shame that sometimes you might feel that it's okay to talk about it. And, and that, that can actually, I think, prevent actual suicide. If we can, come together around those human points of, of the deep despair that, that life can bring. It is when we voice something, when we're able to articulate whatever it is, whether it's shame around an action that we did, whether it's a place where we feel like we don't have a desire to continue in the trajectory that we thought we were, whatever it is to be able to voice it and to be really, that allows the energy to flow. It's energy. 
Absolutely. It's transmute. It's having the courage to voice it. And I think about um, Twist, right? He took his life in December and I, you know, 40 years old. And I, it's that place of like, you would never imagine that he would be in that space, right? Of that much despair. And it's a choice. There's, there's, I'm not, there's not a place from judgment or shame that I'm speaking about suicide or this place of like, it's actually from a place of recognizing that I think that we can be all honest with ourselves, that we've touched those places and it's okay to touch those places and it's okay to reach out and say something to someone. And that doesn't mean that you're broken, wounded, like, that you are um, uh, labeled as, you know, like unworthy of whatever it is that you have created in your life. You know, I, I really think that the, it touches places for us to be able to be vocal and to voice it and it transmutes it. And then there's something that always wants to come through and it's always love, always. It just is like, yeah. you make it through that vortex. You, yeah. you share with someone you're able to open up and get really honest. And especially men being able to feel that place of compassion towards their struggles and their places of what they've been touching and to not have shame. I think it is the most powerful gift that we can offer each other in this human experience. I be really chill. honest with this. Yes complete chills all over. I absolutely agree. Start. It starts with our own inner honesty, our own inner truth, inner acceptance. Um, I love the word honor. Um, during some of my graduate school education, I learned a lot from this therapist, Michael White, who uh, was the pioneer of narrative therapy. And uh, reading one of his therapy transcripts with a transgendered individual, the first thing he asked the individual was, how can I honor you? And it, yeah, it, it brought tears to my eyes because it was such a different orientation than the mainstream therapeutic orientation, which is, you know, very hierarchical and expert, expert status and all that. And I love just that we can all take that honoring energy to ourselves. Just the most radical, deep, profound honoring of whatever is arising within me. I deeply honor it. I honor it. I honor it. And as you said, when we honor and witness and are present with ourselves, the energy that is ready to move, will move through us. And and holding space for for men especially, it, it's heartbreaking, right? What men have been taught in, in our culture. I I can't even begin, like I, I, I can't even begin to express when I see anyone being able to express and to honor what they are experiencing in the moment and to embrace it, it is the, it is probably the yummiest human connection Absolutely. because 
that's real. Like I have yes. tears just thinking about that, right? When it's that melting, yes. when someone says, you know, this is actually what I'm, what I'm experiencing right now. Yes. And not only am I going to honor it, but I want to share that with you. And for us to be able to receive that as a human is probably one of the greatest gifts we could offer each other. I so agree. It is absolute intimacy and connection and humanity. And again, just taking off all of these masks, all of the masks um that we we've been taught to wear in in including in, in about our feelings and and not being honest with how we feel um i'll just quickly share this little anecdote my my son is 15 almost 16 and he's on his wrestling team and um recently he had a really difficult match he was really like thrown around and and pinned and he didn't show, I think, what most likely was really there. He showed a very, like a bravado energy, like, oh, I'm fine. And, you know, I'm just going to shake it off. And I'm a tough guy. And um, and I just, it felt so heartbreaking to me because I could imagine what actually was there, uh, which I think a human would feel in that moment. But the the men's culture would not really uh, honor that. And um, as a mom to a teenage boy, it's, it's really heartbreaking to see where that enculturation starts about not feeling what really is there. It starts... I, I mean, it's, it's sad. I think it starts from the moment a boy is born. Yeah. 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 And that's not okay. No, I so agree. I It's not, it's not okay. And your son is courageous in being able to, you know, touch those places. Yeah. Um, so I celebrate your son and the mother that you are, right? I I think that our sons, I have a nine-year-old son and he's touched places and gotten really vulnerable about where he didn't feel safe, how he didn't feel safe, what um, what is very present. And when he, oh my God, when he's able to see that and communicate that, I think that is the most, it is the most powerful thing for a man, a boy, a child to be able to express. And I don't want to make it about gender, but it is a powerful place for us to recognize how much um, boys and men are stifled. Yes. Yes. It, it's a, it, I don't know what to call it. It's a, it's a, it's something that needs to change it. And I know, I know so much of your work is, um, working with men and I'm just so honor that work um, to bring men back to themselves and their feelings and their humanity 
um, it's, it's a deep, deep cultural programming. So deep. It's, you know, a tassel. I, um, I, is that okay that I call it? Yes, please. Yes. Yes. It's like, wait a minute. I should be calling you doctor. Oh my gosh. No, 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 no. I don't, I like, I don't like any of those masks. I don't even, I kind of want to even forget that whole thing. Cause it's been like sort of a box for me too. Like, yeah. Please call me Castle. Yeah, I the the place here. I think that's so important. Um, a lot of the men that I've served in the last five years have are very honest about their feelings that are connected with um, trauma bonding, um, that and the despair that comes with that, and also um, the places of emotional overwhelm and the pressures that are real for for them. And I think for them to ask for support in these places is um, extremely vulnerable because of the ridicule that could potentially happen from society. And so I'm just going to speak to that right now because I've realized in the past couple months that some of the reason why my work um, is hasn't exploded, right? is because there is a perception of, oh, you're, and it's kind of, we've talked about this before within the counseling, you know, industry. Oh, well, if you're getting counseling, something's wrong with you, right? Um, Or therapy. And so I really just want to speak to this right now because it is a thing for a man to ask for support. It really is. It takes a lot of courage. And I think it does um, leave them more vulnerable to criticism um, from family, from workers, colleagues. Uh, it, It can open them to that, but I tell you, it is worth it. No matter the level of criticism, the level of like, oh, you are you sure you really want to do that personal growth thing? Are you sure you really want to get out of that um, trauma bonded relationship? You know, it is like it is the most powerful gift you could ever give to yourself or to your children or to any of your family members or even to your work. It is worth it. So any, you know, any any of you who feel this place of like, oh, I, that's why my, my, my man, my partner, my spouse, um, that's why my son hasn't reached out for support. It's because of that. It really is. There's this criticism and judgment that's present in our society to show any type of vulnerability or any willingness to receive support. Yeah. Yeah. And, and I, like that, that's devastating. That devastating. has to change. It has to change. Like I, yeah, men are taking their lives. Like one yes. of, one of um, the women who I've supported, she's like my, you know, my boyfriend is in a place of support and he, and he just couldn't, he couldn't do it. He couldn't step into support and he almost took his life. And that's not okay. No. When you know that you have support, when you know that there are places and it's just not, 
like you can't even fathom doing that. So thankfully now he is in places of support and it's, um, it's beautiful to know that he is getting to that place. And sometimes it takes a massive opening and experience to get to that place where we ask for support, unfortunately. I feel like asking you, what can we do? <clears throat> what can you and me and anyone listening, what can we do to help shift what we're talking about with, with um so in 2011, it was on Christmas Eve. I had this dream of my son before he was even born. And he um, he was five months old. And he was in my um, ex's childhood bedroom, right? And he pooped everywhere, mm-hmm. like just let it all out. And I knew that was the anger of the masculine, I knew that that was the shame and anger releasing and like exiting out. Right. And in that moment, I touched such pure bliss that I had never known before. Like it was, um, those who are listening, you may know what Kundalini bliss feels like. It's a deep place of the most incredible feeling of bliss. And there is nothing that can take you out of it. It's a really um, strong, powerful experience. And it's life-changing for those who, who, if we have experienced it. And I woke up from that dream knowing that I'm here as a conduit to help. So if you know how we can help is by just saying, hey, there's someone that I know and I, you know, maybe there's friends, community, places of support that we can soften this, right? I have the extraordinary men community that I'm growing and allowing men and women to be a part of. It is, I really believe that women are the gatekeepers to opening this door for men and men can do it on their own. They can And I'm not saying that there's a codependency here. What I'm saying is that it is our responsibility as women to say, you know what? This is not okay. I see the ache of men. I understand that this is, they're suppressed. They have not had places to be able to acknowledge what they feel and how the overwhelm is real for them. And I want to do something. And maybe that's just by voicing and connecting and just sharing openly that it's okay to feel and to acknowledge, just be more of that place of like acknowledging our power as women. Men depend on us opening our hearts. Yeah. 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 And in that place, that's where the beauty unfolds. Yeah. And if we are continually opening our hearts and showing that that is a pathway that's open, I think men will respond and open and be able to go, okay, it's safe. It's okay. I can do this. Yeah. Yeah. I love that. And I'm just thinking on this micro level of each one of us in our own lives, when something is arising within us, if we're interacting with our son or for me, my ex-husband or a 
partner and something comes up that just doesn't feel right and we sense maybe there's more there that's not being felt to just so lovingly and gently and kindly just speak to that truth to not suppress ourselves in what we see uh to just not be so silent about it yes not be silent about it. like i was just talking with one of my clients yesterday the most amazing gift that you could give um, to yourself is to be able to accept that you're feeling something. Yes. You're feeling something in that moment and to accept that. And that automatically gives permission to the other people around you to feel what yes. they're feeling. Yes, and so exactly. that's the, that's the invitation, isn't it? Yes. And, and, and we can say things like, gosh, I, this may feel uncomfortable and I'm not wanting to cause any sort of trouble, but this is coming up in our interaction. And would it be okay if I, if I share it and, you know, leaning into the awkwardness, leaning into, uh, people don't usually talk about this. Um, yeah. Katrina, I, I want to make sure we have enough time to for you to share your offerings. And so we're coming to the end of the hour and it's just been, you're amazing. Just so much honor to you, sister. I feel you deeply. I'm, it brings tears to my eyes, the, your presence on the planet, your work for men and women and all that you've moved through and moved through yourself and the deepest honor regard for you. Thank you. It's and felt. We, oh, sorry. Okay. It's felt. I have tears. <laughs> yes. I don't know if I've cried this much ever in one of these shows. I'm just feeling you so deeply and your, your beautiful mission on the planet. Uh, where can people find out more about you and your amazing offerings? Oh, boy. You can... You can go to Katrina Star. That's um, with two R's. So just katrinastar.com. You can check out, um, you can join the Extraordinary Men community. I, I'm going to open it up. I've had a major realization. I've worked with men and women for the last seven years. And I really understand that um, the work that I do with women around trauma and trauma bonding and codependency is so important for them. And I love supporting women. And I, and I realized that the men that I support as well, they usually always come to me because a woman has said, try this. This is different. You will get results. You can heal. You can take bold steps. So that's a major awareness that I've seen. So there's lots of different ways you can connect with me there at katrinastar.com. Wonderful. I can't imagine a, a better being to to just be with you and hold space and facilitate everything that we've talked about in this hour and just amazing being Katrina thank you so much thank you to the listeners and thank you for joining us here on the metamorphosis show so much love to everyone mm -hmm.
Thank you for joining Dr. Tassel Faith, Priestess of Metamorphosis, on your road to transformation and freedom. Each step takes you closer to becoming an awakened, empowered, courageous, and a moves mountains kind of person. Join us again the second and fourth Wednesday of each month at 12 noon Eastern time for more guidance and encouragement. Until then, lead with your magic, trust the unseen, experience quantum leaps.